Good morning. It's Monday, September 16, 2013, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Summers withdraws Fed candidacy. Deal represents turn for Syria. Rebels deflated. And brief respite for president, but no plan B. In today's national headlines, in gun debate, sights set on legislative fights. Also, Vietnam legacy, finding GI fathers and children left behind. In today's business headlines, at car show, driver began to take a back seat. Hollywood wants numbers on digital box office, and retailers are fighting their exile from the Gmail inboxes of consumers. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, Summers Withdraws Fed Candidacy. Annie Lowry and Benjamin Applebaum have the story from Washington. Lawrence Summers, President Obama's preferred candidate to lead the Federal Reserve, withdrew from consideration Sunday after seeing a premonition of his own fate in the administration's inability to rally liberal Democrats to support the use of force in Syria. Summers, formerly Obama's chief economic advisor, concluded the administration was also unlikely to overcome opposition to his candidacy from many liberal Democrats, who view Summers as an opponent of stronger financial regulation, according to supporters who insisted on anonymity to describe confidential conversations with him. Clearly, Obama couldn't bring his own most enthusiastic supporters to back him on an issue of national security, one of those supporters said. How is he going to corral them for Larry? The setback reveals an administration increasingly hamstrung by the opposition of liberal Democrats and extends a selection process just when it had seemed that an end might be in sight. Obama could turn instead to the candidate preferred by many members of his own party, the Fed's current vice chairwoman, Janet Yellen, but his economic advisors have never viewed her candidacy with enthusiasm, raising the possibility that the White House will broaden the search process. The president has also interviewed Donald Cohn, Yellen's predecessor as vice chair. The Fed chairman, Ben Bernanke, plans to step down at the end of January, leaving ample time for the Senate to confirm a replacement. But the unusually public and contentious nature of the selection process has unsettled financial markets, creating a degree of artificial urgency. Summers' decision, which he shared with the president in a phone call Sunday, followed by a letter of explanation, was described as reluctantly made and reluctantly accepted. Summers wanted the job and Obama wanted to pick him. But the public opposition of three Democrats on the Senate Banking Committee surprised the White House and forced a reckoning that this was a battle the administration could not afford to fight. In a statement released by the White House on Sunday, Obama said he had accepted the decision by his friend while he praised Summers for helping to rescue the country from economic disaster early in the president's term. Larry was a critical member of my team as we faced down the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression, and it was in no small part because of his expertise, wisdom, and leadership that we wrestled the economy back to growth and made the kind of progress we are seeing today, Obama said in the statement. Summers' withdrawal quickly reinvigorated supporters of Yellen. A key architect of the Fed's efforts to stimulate the economy, 
She's seen by many liberal Democrats as sharing their commitment to stricter regulation of the financial system. She's also the preferred candidate of many economists who note the depth of her experience, both as an academic economist and as a policymaker since the mid-1990s. She would also be the first woman to lead a major central bank.